it's lessened <laughs> out. Um, what did I do? Tom Welling? Compared to, yeah. Compared to the boyfriend. Well, see, it's all different because Tom Welling has this vibrating action that my boyfriend doesn't have. So I can't hold that against him, you know? You know but also, Tom it, Welling has been with me for a long time and he knows, you know, so, we're so all Sabrina, you call, tell your boyfriend to call me to take one of my classes and he will oh, have you know, did you guys the vibrating. Know? Dr. Elixalotopus' classes yes, every day. He'll have a vibrating. I, I, I cover vibrating in my class, actually. <laughs> with, I believe it. With the it. lips and the tongue, it's, it's, it's in the class. So, Cook, ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas show. Merry Christmas. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. Guys, that's right. It's time for another episode of Below the Belt Show. Um, I know we weren't supposed to be back till uh, the first week of July. However, um, things change and it changes for a specific reason. Um, sadly, BTB has lost one of its own in uh, Jason Lickstraw, a.k.a. Koki, a.k.a. Dr. Lickalotopus. A.K.A. Um, Stand-up comedian extraordinaire, A.K.A. Uh, the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore, and A.K.A. a good friend. And uh, this is a very uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different show than you're, you're used to uh, here on Below the Belt Show. We are going to just assemble an amazing panel of Below the Belt Show hosts, guest co-hosts, um, to talk about. Uh, the great Koki, Every, uh, you know, uh, Koki um, sadly will be missed. He uh, passed away unexpectedly on June 17th, um, just three days shy of his birthday. Um, we are uh, certainly very sad that he's gone and no longer with us. But let's go ahead and introduce the panel that's here to help memorialize the great Koki. Uh, I'm Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host of the most. Um Joining us, um, let's start with, that's right, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Yeah, it's it's real sad to be here for this occasion. It's something that we never thought we'd have to do. And, you know, you heard on the um, intro, you know, the bad boys of Baltimore, and there was, you know, no more of a bad boy than um, Koki was. Um, you know, a B2B original. And it's, it's, it's just an occasion we never thought we'd have to do a show for that, um, you know, somebody that was so full of life every time that he came on the show, you know, you know, controversial that we'd never have to be here and 
would be having to say goodbye, you know, to such a such a good person, such a good great part of the show for all these years, and like you know, you know, such a friend, you know, to all of us here that you're going to hear from tonight. Um, you know, we want to try our best to um, honor honor him. Um, you know, it's going to be hard, but you know, he was always so full of life and always so funny. So we're going to just try to honor his humor the best we can. You know, play a lot of great clips you know, from him over the years and um, just really to try our best. It's going to, it's going to be hard, but, um, you know, he would have wanted it this way. Um, this, you know, showcasing his, his crazy comedy. That's right. Crazy comedy. We're actually going to hear audio of that infamous stand-up comedy uh, <laughs> gig that Koki did with Eliza Schlesinger and, as a bonus, uh, our interview along with Koki with Eliza Schlesinger at the end of the program, um, as that was the catalyst of how Koki ended up doing stand-up on Below the Belt show. He was invited by Eliza Schlesinger that pretty much showed on air how funny the motherfucker was. Eliza's like, you want to do five minutes before my set? You can have the five minutes before my set. And the Koki certainly entertain uh, the crowd. Um, uh, he didn't do st- stand-up um, anytime after that. I-, I don't know if he got cold feet, but uh, nonetheless, we're going to hear that. We're going to hear some of his Christmas songs because Christmas was n- c- cannot be complete here on Below the Belt Show without uh, Koki's twisted, cracked-out Christmas songs. So we're going to hear uh, a few songs as well. So um, we have some other panelists to uh, introduce uh, tonight. Let's start off with the one and only... The resident rock star, the politically incorrect, the king of obscurity, the one and the only Flex. Yeah, you know, Chachi said it all. You know, it's uh, I I know you guys don't see me as often as you used to for a number of reasons. And it's sad that it takes a situation like this to bring us together. Sometimes I know you all definitely had a uh, get together a few days ago to, to, you know, honor Koki, and I'm sorry I couldn't make that, but, uh, you know, to get together with you guys here on BTB is also great. Again, a sad situation having to get together for this reason. But, you know, Koki was, uh, you know, one of the most unique individuals that you will meet. And he definitely had a much softer side than he showed. Um, and I'm glad I got glasses on right now. Yeah. But, you know, he, he had a softer side that a lot of people didn't see because he had this, I wouldn't even say it's a front. He was definitely his personality that uh, he was outrageous, but he also had a softer side. And I think that um, I, was, uh, I was lucky enough to see that side quite often. So we'll definitely miss you, Koki. Yeah, that's really refreshing to hear. We also have the one and only Sweet Chocolata herself, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. She has done it all. Most recent moniker has been Sergio Romanovant and the Lizard Lady. But uh, nonetheless, she is the one and only Sabrina Taylor-Smith. I just got super choked up. (laughs) Sorry. Like... It's still really hard for me to believe that Cookie's gone because he was so full of life and smiling. Um, so it's, and I can't even, I guess last year the Christmas show was kind of um, foretelling uh, since he wasn't there. Um, 
I just can't even think of what I'm trying to say right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right, Sabrina. It's you were just, part um, of continuous Christmas shows. Yeah. And Koki so. was a part of uh, uh, almost all of them. Last year, he was conspicuous by his absence, uh, December of 2020. Um, did not take partake in the Christmas uh, episode, um, you know. So um, when you say foretelling, you know, I, I mean, I, we don't know where his mind was or, you know, um, but nonetheless, um, that it was an integral part of the Christmas show. And um, we will be hearing some Christmas songs here, but uh, let's go ahead and introduce another panelist. Um, he is actor extraordinaire. You may have seen him on One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek. And uh, upcoming, a Netflix show. Uh, are we allowed to say yet which Netflix yeah, show it is? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Outer Banks, season two. Wow. That's so. amazing. And he's uh, producing his um, his own independent films. Um, you can see a lot of them coming out uh, very soon. Um, he's the one and only Johnny Alonzo. What's up, guys? Yeah. Um, it's nice to see all of you again. Um yeah, I mean, despite the circumstances of us getting together, you know, um, you got to remember, I mean, I pretty much grew up with Koki. I've known him since he was 14. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring up our awesome stories. But yeah, I mean, he was a person. That's for 16, 60 years, right? Yeah, uh, 160, 160 years. Um, Koki was the most unfiltered host we had here on TV. <laughs> Yes, but Jax and Chachi, Sabrina, and BP have already mentioned, there was such <laughs> a soft side to Koki. Um, it's even it's hard for me to talk about it because I spent many times with him where I got to see the real side of him. I mean, sure, the, the, the unfiltered side was hysterical, but that's just him giving to us to make us laugh. Um, it's, it's really hard to say goodbye to my good friend. It really is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like Savvy just said, I'm getting emotional just talking about this right now. But uh, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody's stories here today. So, Well, you had a cool story about meeting him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want me to start yeah. with that? Yes. Let's yeah, start with yeah. yeah, that. You know, no longer than, than we have on the show. Yeah, sure, man. Um, I used to be in a band called The Unknown, and we were signed, and our ages went from 15 to 17, and we're touring the country opening up for some incredible acts. And that was before I got into acting. I found out there was a lot of acting on stage while we were playing. So get into that later. But we used to play this uh, this one venue in Towson, which is in Maryland, um, called the uh, the Rathskeller. And uh, our good friend, Dr. Loeb, Richard Loeb, used to follow my band. We were very hard-edged. We were a cross between Joy Division meets Echo and the Bonnie Men meets Fugazi. We were somewhere in the middle of that. And Logan used to come to our shows, and one day he brings this guy with him. And Logan says to me, hey, man, this guy's been following you. He's seen a bunch of your shows. He just wants to meet you. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So uh, this guy comes up, and he's wearing, like, this oversized trench coat. And Cody wasn't the tallest guy, okay? So and that's coming from me. I'm a short dude. Koki's way short. He's wearing this oversized trench coat. He looked like he was six years old at my show. <laughs> and he's trying to like, put his shit up, acting all big. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, listen, man, I just want to tell you, man, you guys are so awesome. And thanks for meeting me. And 
I'm going to go buy some beers and we're going to hang out. I'm like, you buy beers? You couldn't get served tea. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and we just became instant friends after that. And I mean, I spent a lot of time with him in high school. He used to come to my shows. Once I left the band and I went, I went to NYU, I went to UMBC, Koki was always there for any of my red carpet premieres. If I had them locally in Baltimore, he was always there to show his support. If it was on TV, he would record it on DVR. He's like, hey, I got your show. Come on over and I'll put it on a DVD for you. I mean, I love them to death for doing that. And it just showed, let me, like, everybody here, the panel, has, you know, you guys, we all do this for each other. But Koki, he really loved everyone here. I, I, I'm just going to tell you that. We, he also, he put a ton of preparation into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was what made him great. Because yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, let me just do this really quickly. He put preparation into BTB, into our friendships into our calls. I mean, he, he, you know, you get on a phone call with Koki, man, expect to be on there for at least an hour. Motherfucker, oh, yeah. you love to talk. Yeah. He's a talker. <laughs> and you know what, man? I'm just, I miss talking to him, you know? Yeah. You, know I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to pull any triggers, you know, sensories here, but uh, yeah. yeah, I really miss him. And uh, it was great seeing most of you. I know, Fletch, you couldn't make it. Um, but you were definitely there in spirit, bro. And uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely course. wanted to be there. I know, man. I know. Koki's memorial, informal memorial gathering. Yes. Informal. Yes. Right. Yeah. And just for your note, and just for your notes, Paya, uh, Amy thanked all of us for that, uh, for that informal memorial last weekend. Uh, Amy's and done. Amy is Koki's mom. Correct. Should, uh, oh, should, wow. um, yeah. She thanked. Actually, uh, Johnny, you had an interesting story you remember uh, about Tupac Shakur and Koki. Now, Tupac yeah. and Koki were friends in high school. Yes. All the way they back were. at Baltimore School for the Arts. Which Koki, had... like, um, never uh, skipped out on talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 uh, friends with Tupac and Jada Pickett-Smith, I think, every time that we saw him on the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> every day he'd talk about it, but it was just a great story. I, I'm pretty sure Koki was a junior and his junior year at uh, the School for the Arts back in Baltimore. And Tupac was also at, at the School for the Arts. And there were a bunch of them out, I get whatever, around the corner from the bill, uh, from the main building. I remember Koki specifically saying that. And Tupac was rapping. They were all getting into it. They were all, and they had a group of people. And Koki had the balls. He said, he jumped in and he started rapping and he started trying to jump in with everybody, but everybody started laughing except for Tupac. Wow. And Tupac said, wait, he had the balls to do that. Don't you ever disrespect someone like that? And that came from Tupac. Tupac actually sided with Koki and said, good job to you, man. And I, I'll never forget that story. Koki's told me this a thousand times, and he's never jumped one word of it. It's always been the same. So Koki, like, like I said, he was the most unfiltered host personality we've had on BTB. Yes, unfiltered and unapologetic. Unapologetic for sure. And he took chances, and he was yes. a risk taker, and he was also a very good friend to all of us. He loved everybody here. I know that for a fact. 
Well, I guess I should mention how we met, um, how, how Cook and I met, um, was through actually Johnny Alonso. Yeah. It was a night at Red Maple. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, that was, that was a good thing, uh, Pipe, uh, because, uh, just, uh, Upon meeting him, knowing that his sense of humor was just a great fit for the show, his knowledge of pop culture, um, and um, you know, he just had a presence about him. You know, I mean, he kind of owned the room when he walked in. I mean, you know, yeah, I you know people think that he had his insecurities, but 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 for for whatever reason, I didn't see that. You know, he walked in the room, he instantly could just make the entire room laugh, and he did that on Below the Belt show each and every week that he was. Uh, he was on the air. Uh, he certainly was uh, the best, and uh, you know he loved he loved the ladies. He loved talking about the ladies. He loved uh, uh, talking about getting his PhD and like a lot of puss, um, <laughs> which is one of his favorite things. Uh, but you know the, the doctor like a lot of puss was born a lot later. But uh, initially that was uh, that was from a joke that I told actually. Yeah. Oh really? Um, yes, that yes. joke. This is from a joke I told. I think we're on a break on Below the Belt show. Um, And I was like, what do you call lesbian dinosaur? And the answer is a -a lickalotopus. And he was like, I love that. I'm Dr. Lickalotopus. (laughs) So he claimed to have his From then on, that that was his thing. Dr. Lickalotopus. Yeah, yeah. So Koki's been one of the original OGs from Below the Belt Show. Maybe a lot of our listeners don't know. He was there at our first iteration at On Air Sports, which right, became On right. Air Productions, initially starting as a pro wrestling show, and then slowly evolving uh, within that first iteration on uh, On Air Sports to the second iteration at WNBC when we became pretty much a pop culture show. And Koki was a, a mainstay for that. And uh, he had his fans, guys. I mean, people wrote us saying how much that Koki was just, uh, his brand of humor was great. He was great with the interviews. He made them laugh. Yeah, and like, um, somehow, somehow, like, all the emails were in Koki's writing. I never understood that. But, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, you know, I was a fan. You know, I was a fan of Koki's. Um, and, you know, and like, you talk about, the old um, show, the old show on on air sports, you know, and, and I've been here since yes. the beginning. Um, I came That's in right. like one year after the show started, but really, what you see now is what you know. I think me and Al were a part of, you know, each and every week. And yep. like, um, we came over here to WNBC, and we had to be more legit on WNBC because, like, you know, on the um, original show, you could say, you know, whatever the fuck you wanted to say, you know, have recruit or whatever. <laughs> We had right. to clean it up some, you know, um, broadcasting out of like a, a college studio, right? At the time, initially, 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 and like yeah, because you know, that that place was so professional, right, right. And so, <laughs> you know, and so us us broadcasting out of that show, you had to be, you know, you know, kind of clean. You, know, you had to be totally clean, and this is before cancel culture really took yes. effect. And so when Cookie would come on. Like I'd be kind of stressed out because you never knew what Cookie was gonna say, you know, and like, and even even when we booked a guest, you know, I always had to make sure like, okay, was this a guest that Cookie could burn bridges with because Cookie is gonna be Cookie and he might piss off the guest and they might hang up and talk to the publicist and we never get them on again. But yeah. you know, my my favorite thing was uh, Cookie's Christmas songs and 
when they first started, like, I didn't really get what Cookie was doing. You know, I'm like, this is kind of, um, this is kind of weird for a Christmas show. I mean, he's talking about, like, he's talking about Santa Claus, like, getting his balls licked and, like, throwing <laughs> coke off a hooker's ass. Well, not only that, but he, he's was, Jewish. He's Jewish. That's, that's what made too. it funny. That's what made it funny. I mean, he's doing oh, Christmas songs. Christmas songs. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think when I first heard, it, I'm like, okay, well, this is this is a train wreck. But then, like, you know, I started looking at him, and he took it. He the way he took it so seriously. Like, he wasn't just like, you know, coming on there and just being shocking to be shocking or whatever. Like, he would, he would write out every single verse of the song. You know, most people come up and do like a couple of verses and be yeah. done with it. Just get the laughs and move on, right? But he he would do the whole entire song from start to finish and rewrite it to these, you know, fucked up lyrics. And like I, I sat there and watched him take it so seriously and he would get stressed out before he would go and do it on our show because he took it so seriously. He wanted it to be perfect, you know? And like he didn't want to be upstaged. Either. Yeah, it just it just seeing him take it so seriously like really made me look forward to this song every year where it actually became actually became part of my Christmas tradition every year to like see Koki do the song and like I would look forward to it the whole Christmas season I'm like okay and once it was over with I'm like okay now it feels like Christmas as crazy as that is to say yeah. that this crazy this crazy Jewish person you know that was talking about you know um you know like Santa and Frosty banging her or whatever you know became part of my Christmas yeah. season well you know I think it's a good time now to go to Koki's very first ever Christmas song. This is, gone, this is from On Air Productions, Chachi. This is the old school Koki, his first ever Christmas song on Below the Belt Show. You guys you ready for year? this? You know the year of this? Yeah. I believe it was. I am 2000, definitely ready. <laughs> this, I believe this was 2002. Wow. Wow. Okay. At On Air Productions. So here we go, guys. Is in here, uh, the studios. I thought he was Christian. Walking in, and um, he's going to sing the 12 Drugs of Christmas. So we're going to ask everybody to move over because his big fat belly's got to squeeze into the microphone here. Uh, Santa, do you want to say hello to everybody? Yeah. Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas, everybody! I just wanted to let you guys know that even if you've been bad or good, I wrote a song! Ho, ho, ho! For everybody. Brought to you it's by P.I. Photography. of Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. And I'm going to do the quick rendition of that song right now. Oh. Twelve cases of Budweiser. Eleven vials of crack. Ten hits of heroin. Nine Percocet pills. Eight hits of opium. Seven hits of ketamine. Justin's favorite. Six bags of mushrooms, five PCP pills, four LSD tabs, three lines of coke, two hits of E, and one big bag of kind bud. Merry Christmas! Happy New Year! It's totally our opinion. Yeah, I'd say if um, Jesus never rose again, he'd be rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> yes, that was Koki's very first cracked out Christmas song 
on Below the Belt show. It I mean, was he's definitely amazing. got better over the years. Yeah, you can see yes, it. Yeah, that, yes. that's like kind of like bum, the bum, um, bum, bums. I don't remember what that song is called. Yeah. But that one was my favorite. Yeah. Boy. She yeah. lays before her king with bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so I thought it would be good to do the very first Cokie's Christmas cut, the very last Cokie's Christmas cut, and sometime in the middle we'll do one of the one of the the hot songs uh, in the middle. Go, so going back to his prep work though. Do you, do you yes. guys remember sometimes, I mean, obviously he had the, the lyrics written out for his songs, but there were times where he came in and he wanted to talk about some celebrity story and BP would always print everything out. And some of us would print some stuff out. Koki <laughs> would handwrite straight from the internet. I mean, it's like he had never heard of a printer and he would handwrite pages and pages. And it was in his chicken scratch that, you know, you couldn't read anyway, how he could decipher his encrypted writing. I don't know. But he would write out pages worth of yellow legal pad that he brought in. Yes. It was remarkable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he would, he would um, back then we had a, a blog on our website, you know, and I, and I would often do like uh, um, different blog entries. And Koki started yeah, having top like, 10 lists is what yeah, you and Koki started yeah. having like, um, the Rockstar like Rant was on there. Yeah, Rockstar Rant was on there Cokie's as well. Corner. Koki's Corner, that's yeah, right. And, and I remember he would come in with his, um, his scratch pad, as Flex was talking about, the yellow scratch pad, and he would give it to Al to transpose and to put on, on the internet, you know, on our blog. And yeah. Al would have to try to decipher. Um, and it was like some of the worst grammar I think I've ever seen, right? <laughs> like, 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 like the Baltimore School of the Art must have just been like, you know, must have focused on art. That yeah, well, he was, he was writing. Rapping. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> I was so I was so I was so proud of him when he finally got um what did he get a laptop or something at, at some point at some point yeah he yeah. finally got, he a, got a word processor yeah <laughs> I was gonna say I remember him having them printed out towards the end yeah yeah because he had them like the lyrics all printed out and he'd have like his little notes on the side and I think I remember being like what who wrote this like right. the lyric not like it's illegible. <laughs> yeah but he took the um the christmas song so seriously i remember one year he actually left the studio because he didn't want to follow um sabrina <laughs> sabrina's songs because that's how way to I go mean, sabrina hey, that that sabrina. Means a hard act to follow come on that means a hard act to follow but man sabrina yeah, was singing like a real superstar. actual christmas song yeah so. she's real <laughs> so, so he was he was um worried about following her song even though he was singing a song about um about frosty taking bumps like like it, that was the funniest thing like he took it that seriously like he didn't just go in there just to you know clown around or whatever like like this right. was his his art you know and it's just such a shame like you know i was upset last year when he didn't um because I, I was talking to him you know before the christmas show last year you know giving him ideas he wanted to know what song to do and then when it came to be closer to the the show time, like I stopped hearing from him, you know, and of course he didn't show up and he didn't do his song last year. And it really felt like last year that, you know, something was missing for my Christmas season, you know, and I guess now it's going to feel like that way every single year now, you know, you never think that, um, it definitely felt like that. That song would be the last time that, you know, he would do it. You know, you never thought that back in 2019. And definitely, he was, definitely have to keep playing one of his one of his uh, Christmas songs that, every that's year. That's a thing. Every year that's, we're going to be we're going to yeah. be 
dusting yeah. off the archives of Koki. We, we should even produce a, a CD. I think I think it would be kind of nice. And, yeah. uh, well, on the cover. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was telling Al, like you know, my favorite time of the year on this show is always, and it's always December because December we do a Christmas show like every um every episode during December, you know, and, and the right. final. The final one, the final Christmas show before our break was always the one with Koki, when Koki would do his song, and it was always the last thing that we did for each episode. So I was telling Al that, you know, we're still going to do a Christmas so- a Christmas shows throughout December, but the final the final show is always going to be the um, the Koki Memorial Christmas show each season. You know, yes. we're going to keep his keep his That's honor alive uh, for the final show this season. We're going to honor Koki. We're, we're going to celebrate the season. And that was always his favorite show too. So we're, you know, we're always going to do whatever we can as long as we're, you know, broadcasting the show that we're going to honor Koki. And we all have our health. Yep, on the final show each year. Yeah. Sabrina, what was your first memory of Koki? Um. Because you're the, the yeah. I guess, the newest one to join, right? Below the belt. Do you remember when you first met him? there's so many and like really the only one that comes to mind right now is um well there's so many that i really can't tell <laughs> but oh, the only one that comes to mind one. right now is the doctor <laughs> you can't, you can't say it out of the air right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, i'm like what story can I, I tell there are lots of um long stories but i would say i'll say this one um after i like after he found out that I was a musician, when we had met on the show, he was, he was like, oh, I want to hear it. And we went on the into the parking lot and we were talking. And he was like, now? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's like 11 p.m. We're going home or we're all going home. Uh, sorry. Um, so uh, he like sat in the car with me and like listened to like everything I had. Um, and was like, I had no idea I was with a celebrity. And I was like, I'm not, a, I'm like an ageless celebrity. Um, well, that's below but us. I just okay. remember being so touched that he was so like, you know, interested in hearing my art and hearing my music, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, well, we actually are joined by another uh, great panelist, one of the newer recurring co-host on below the belt show he's one of my one of my favorite people uh he's the captain big nick and the short time that the captain got to know koki the captain was uh, told me that he was such a fan so i, I thought it'd be nice Definitely. to bring the captain on nick uh thanks for joining us here on below the belt show for the special koki memorial show awesome can you guys hear me okay this thing yeah absolutely awesome. hey, yes. nice to meet you guys yeah. i wish wish i could have met you on uh brighter circumstances absolutely you know i was i've been thinking about i've been thinking about them quite a bit since uh i've heard the news about it and i only i only was on like three shows with him um i think al i think one of his one of my first shows was with he was there i think i remember that because i was really intimidated by him when i first met him because he was you know a little intense comfortable. <laughs> um, yes and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for for Doctor Lickalotapus, Lick you know. Um, very few are. Very few are. Very few are. But I just remember. I mean, to this day, it, that's still one of my favorite, you know, uh, shows that I've got to do with you guys. It was was with him because I just remember how fucking hysterical he was. 
And then I also remember as soon as we cut, as soon as we were done, he it's like he flipped the switch off and he just became this totally normal, just relaxed and groovy guy. And I think we would start, we were talking about like the gym or something like that. And he was just like, Oh yeah, man, you know, and it was just, yeah, he left a lasting impression. I know. Cause captain, you were actually asking when's the next time Coke is coming back. Cause Oh, I, almost every time I came down, yeah. I was like, yo, when are we getting like, you know, like a lot of pushback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, while you're on the line, uh, Captain, I, I figured we'd go to another um, audio clip of Koki sure. talking about being Dr. Lickalotopus. So he was actually very proud of, of, of the moniker, Lickalotopus. As so he this, be. this one, uh, <laughs> so in this soundbite, uh, Koki will be seducing Floyd Mayweather's baby mama. Oh, oh God. The mother of... <laughs> The mother of Floyd Mayweather's uh, kids. They never got married. But this will always go down as one of the funniest segments and one of the funniest sound bites on Below the Belt show. So here we go uh, with this amazing sound bite. Uh, I I have the answer to both of these women what you both should have before you die. Let's hear it. Cookie's the expert here. He's the expert here. Penis in my vagina. You need a Jewish penis in your vagina. Oh, look, look, he's already offering. You you need to make, because Jews. Why? Let me see. Are you Jewish? Is it wearing a little yarmulke? What's she working with? Oh, see, see, Joseph. But I am. I am. So we know we know how to cook. We know how to treat women. We're close with our mothers, our fam, our fathers, too. Close with your wallets, too. Well, we know how to manage our wallets. But we also know how to manage a woman's vagina. Okay. Oh, really? I've never heard that about a Jew in my life. Both Well, you don't know the right Jew. Tell Gina about your degree. So, Gina, I have a degree in sex. I have a Ph.D. in Lickalotopus. I've licked so many pussies. I've licked a lot. And I know how to do it well. So right, I, right. Everyone says they know how to do it well. No, I know how to do it really well. I know really, well. <laughs> really fucking well. Okay, so. Okay. Oh, my God. No, wait. Don't actually this look it. This is a picture, Julie. Wait, this is a picture. You don't want to actually She's look it, She's getting practice on her hand. Oh, my God. You're actually going to look it. Oh, my God. Cookie's <laughs> 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 actually looking. Josie's head. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my God. Please take a photo of this. Follow Cokie on Clitter. Ah! <laughs> Cokie on Clitter. Hold on. The vagina the vagina. Now, there you go. Oh, he's, he's actually. I'm sitting in a puddle. He might be right. Oh, my God. Oh, keep going, keep going. We're actually. Uh, I'm actually getting hard. I better stop. I'm going to poke myself in the fucking eye here. That was actually uh, a video that we that took here. Awesome. We can upload really that on. One vote. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Wow. That, that, that sounded that sounded like a 900 sex call back in the 80s. <laughs> so Koki had Josie's finger Nine, in his seven, mouth, six. showing showing yeah. his lickalotopus technique, uh, and Josie, um, you know, I mean, she's been with Floyd Mayweather. She said that he's got one vote from Josie. <laughs> from Josie so wow um you know he's definitely uh he definitely impressed a few ladies on the show that's for sure oh yeah yeah that's for sure um big nick is there any other um anything else that you can recall that that just pretty much made um you balls out laugh 
Well, was I remember he- the last time I got to speak with him, it was it was for a recording, and it was during COVID. It was the it wasn't the last one I did with you guys. It was probably a few back. Um, but he just couldn't figure it out. He couldn't get on the call, and he ended up trying to do it on his cell phone. And he had he did that thing that fucking people that don't video call do where they're like like and I can see like his cheek and his nose <laughs> in the camera while he was talking about something very inappropriate. Um, yeah, I just, just fucking cracked me up, man. He was just every t- every like thing I think about with our interaction, man, I just fucking laugh because of how funny that guy was. It's awesome. Yeah, he certainly brought man. um his own brand of humor to He uh, sure did. He was fearless. Uh, Absolutely fearless. Yeah. And see, that's a that's a thing, um, Nick. It brings a testament of how impactful uh, in a positive way that Koki was, because you've only had three interactions with him on the show. That's it. And, lasting. And, and uh, they've they've been lasting memories. So um, but Nick, before I let you go, um, I've been kind of holding some news that you had a little uh, some special news. Um, I do. So and next time you co-host on Below the Belt show, we can talk a little more, but you can absolutely. maybe get a little, uh, little cat out of the bag for. Well, uh, there's. Mrs. Captain, as everyone knows, and there's in November, there's going to be a little captain. Oh, wow. Awesome, man. I'm having a little baby girl. Oh, oh congratulations. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. Awesome. It's pretty Your awesome. Kid. I know. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> as far as I know, shit. Yes. <laughs> it's the first one. Awesome. Um, well, congratulations, Nick. And I appreciate well, you. Well, thank, uh, thanks for letting me uh, for a drop on, in on Below the Belt show, and we will be bringing you back uh, in July, hopefully. Hope definitely. Yeah. All right. Awesome. awesome thanks, Nick. All thanks right. Much love. Memorial show. Okay. Good night, guys. Bye bye. Yeah, but that you know that's that's part of the thing that he was talking about. It's like those side conversations with Koki. Like I always loved. During the Christmas show, like like Al would always be generous and buy cookies and cupcakes and stuff like that and like eggnog and you know and just you know me hanging out in the studio with him and that little side room from where the studio is, you know, just talking, just catching up, you know, because it wasn't like somebody I would talk to every single day, you know, but you know as as you know we all have like so many people in our life, you know, at one time, but you know just as little conversations, seeing them in person, you know, it was always a special special thing around the holiday season. Yeah, to, to build off that, and I, I've told I've told some of you guys about this, but uh, Koki and I would have phone conversations, like you said, Johnny. It was like an hour phone call. Yeah. And and we would have these phone calls, and it got to the point where Koki and I were like, you know what? Let's record these phone calls, and and let's just well, you know, I I told him I said I'm record I'm recording it tonight, okay? And we would talk about putting it out as a podcast because we were like, we could do whatever we wanted. And both of us were very unfiltered. That's why I'm the politically incorrect one. And apologetic. And I'm, I'm, apologetic. I'm the, rant, the ranter and I'm unapologetic. And so, <laughs> and, and I also, I and despite the fact that we got Johnny here, I fucking hate interviewing celebrities because most of them are bitches. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like I don't want to deal with them. I don't, you know, unless it's a Playboy playmate, I, I don't have a desire. Or Kari Wurr, I wanted Kari Wurr, and yes, yeah, BP Kari. brought Kari Wurr around for me. I wanted Lester her Jake. badly. I got lots of Jake for you and Peter yeah. Murphy. So there were a lot of good. There were definitely good interviews, but for the most part, I hated talking to celebrities because I just can't deal with their brand of shit. 
And, <laughs> and um, so Koki and I would do our own thing. And we would just sit there and bitch about everything in society and we would record it. And I know that I've still got some of those recorded. I've got them somewhere safe. I, I love, love, love to hear that. Love to hear that. But that, that is something that, hear that we never did develop it as a, as a regular weekly thing, but we definitely would, there was a period for about a year where like maybe like once every two months we would get on the phone and talk for like two hours and, and it would go by in like, you know, it felt like it was five minutes because two hours would go by and we're like, where did time go? You know, but right. we would never have a moment of silence and it was just nonstop, just a barrage of bitching about people. Which to me is beauty. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's not like fucking trying to approach our talent. Wait, what was that? Can I go first? I said, no, I was saying, I was saying it sounds like Fex is trying to poach our talent. I was, I was. Um, <laughs> the truth comes out. Yes. Um. Oh shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. Sabrina, you had a thought. I completely forgot what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> I, now, Pi, John, John, I know you that you got to rock in a few minutes, but I, I know you, you have so many more stories. Any more funny stories of Koki? Um, <laughs> anything that just, just just comes to the top of your yeah, head? That is one. I mean, it's hard for me to explain it, but I, I don't remember why we were there. But again, this was at School for the Arts, but this was years later. Well, okay, years after he graduated, but let's just say maybe five or six years ago, Koki, oh, Koki had to shoot. Um, he wanted me to help him shoot a birthday shout-out selfie. And he wanted to use School for the Arts. Because somebody was leaving, a teacher was leaving the School for the Arts, and it was one of his favorite teachers, and he wanted to do a shout-out for her. Right. So we were shooting around the, um, the School for the Arts building right off of uh, Park Avenue in Baltimore. And I had no idea what we were doing with this. So we're in lobby and he's talking. He's like, I remember this, and this is what I had in my classes. And she took care of me here. And then we go into the principal's office, and Koki's like, is anybody out there? I'm like, no, why? He drops his pants. He goes, shoot me really quickly. Shoot me really quickly. So <laughs> he drops his pants. He goes, and I want to thank all of I like to thank all of the teachers from my graduating class, and then lo and behold, somebody walked in, and he had to pull his pants up. It was the most embarrassing thing. It looked like I was fucking out with Kobe in this lady's office. It was the funniest thing ever. It was so red. And I, I didn't even have that video. I didn't even have it. I, I will look for it for us. Yeah, I want to see that video. That's hilarious. There's, sometimes there's a lot of sound clips and videos that we need to see of Koki. Yeah. Uh, we certainly got yeah, yeah. plenty here tonight, but... Uh, <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of uh, quote unquote caught in oh. the act of uh, the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. That's <laughs> I remember yeah. what I was going to say now. Um, for the longest time, I didn't know that his name was Jason. Um, it's the same thing with the other Jason on our show. <laughs> I thought his name He's was Chachi. I tried to look him up on on Facebook, and I was like, I couldn't find you anywhere. <laughs> and he's in my phone as Koki too. So um, I called him up, and I was like, Koki, I can't find you up uh, or find you on Facebook anywhere. And he's like, That's because that's not my name. <laughs> yeah. he, he was very he was very particular. When he met my wife, you know, of course, I introduced him as Koki. He's like, Jason. Oh, it's Jason. Yeah, he met my mom. My mom actually remembered who he was, and I introduced <laughs> him as Pokey as well. <laughs> BP, I'm going to tell you one more story, and then I rock. 
I think we all the Redwood Trust, you've got to remember this. You, me, Koki, Hollywood Charlie, everybody was there. And Koki was meeting up with a girl. We had a date. You might remember this now. You and I and Koki were at the, at the bar on the second floor of Trust. We're grabbing drinks. And I'm like, hey, where's this chick, man? And he's like, listen, when she shows up, please, I don't want to be affiliated with drugs. She's a really nice girl. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't affiliate me. I'm like, no problem. And you're like, no problem. We'll take care of you. So the girl shows up. We're bored buying drinks. We're all hanging out. Everything is great. Not a word was said. All of a sudden, Hollywood Charlie parks up next to the boy. He goes, I'm strong. How's it going, man? Oh. What? what? He said what? He called Hook Straw. He said that was a mixed straw. She called you with the woman, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the stories, man! Like I miss, I miss the motherfucker. I really do. Well, who gave him, uh, who gave him the name of Koki? Do you know? And I think you guys came up with the name Koki, right? I think you came up with Coke Straw, and then we thought it would be funny to have uh, as Koki. Coke straw and then Koki kind of evolved from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to rock it again, guys. Let's say bye to Johnny. Okay. Oh, Allie, how are you? Um, Hi. Hey, uh, Koki loved everyone here. I'm just going to say that. Like I said, I've known him since the early 1800s. I've known the guy for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and. You know, I introduced him. I introduced him to all of you. I also gave you the news. I was the one that called you guys first. So, because you guys are my family, and uh, yeah, I know he's watching this show. Don't get me all emotional, oh, motherfuckers. All right, guys. So look, thank you so much, and I'll be seeing you. Thank you, Johnny. Bye, you guys. Thanks, bye. Have a good Bye, hon. All right. So we have someone new to bring to the panel. She is. Amazing in every way. She is voice actress extraordinaire and great mom. The adorable one, Allie Dash. Thanks for joining us on um, Below the Belt Show's um, memorial show for the, our beloved uh, co-host, Koki. Um, Allie, I know you've, you've hosted quite a few shows on Below the Belt Show, both virtually and on WNBC, and you've encountered Koki several times. Um, if you have any fond memories of, of Koki. We'd love to hear it. Or something that kind of resonates with you or, or something you remember, really. Yeah, um, I was actually just thinking not that long ago. Like, I was like, oh, it's been so long since I've done a show with Koki. Um, I'm so sorry. Like, ugh. I know. I know. Uh, he, uh, his brand of humor was definitely, uh, you know, uh, it's, I mean, it wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for the faint of heart. But how did, Allie, how did you interpret Koki's brand of humor? Koki was a funny one. Um, he always liked to push the boundaries. Definitely, yes, yeah. like king of controversy. Um, <laughs> but but he was he was just a good guy though. Um, I actually just listen, um, and I hate listening to like myself, so I never listen to past episodes. Um, but I was like, I, you know, wanted to listen to like a past show that I did with him. Um, oh, and it was sweet. the interview with that we did with Ed Asner. Um, oh yeah. Chachi, you were mm-hmm. there for that too. Ed Asner. Yeah. He's such a legend. Yeah, that was a good wow. One. 
They're, they're, they're both very cantankerous, both Koki and, uh, and, and <laughs> Right, right. And they both um, bonded over their love of women. Yes! <laughs> yes! Now, did you say oh, something goodness. really funny, um, Allie, that Oleg, uh, the gay yeah. Russian, he now wants to be known as Alex the Fierce, but that's another story for another time. You said that really? Alex actually reminds you of Koki. Can you explain uh, that one? Yes. Um, so I was always, every time I was in the studio with Koki, I was like, you remind me so much of Alec, but the straight version. Yes. Yeah, definitely over the top, for sure. There's, oh. there's a big difference between those two, because, you know, you, you never knew what would come out of Koki's mouth, as opposed yeah. to Alec, the gay Russian, was the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, um, I thought it would be good at the, this halfway point to play another of Koki's memorable Christmas songs. And this one was actually accompanied by the one and only Johnny Alonzo. Um, this is one of my favorite ones that he's done. Um, this is John Lennon cover. Uh, so uh, here is Koki's version of So This Is Christmas. Um, and of course, as you know, Ali, he likes to change the lyrics to be a little more uh, naughty and dirty and, uh, you know, <laughs> the typical raunchy Koki that we know and love. So here we go, guys. This is the one and only Koki. So this is Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> this is John Lennon's Christmas song. Oh, God. Oh, this is Christmas, and what have you done? I want to buy an eight ball and have me some fun. So this is Christmas, and if you are a Jew, you'll probably go out. And eat some Chinese food. <laughs> so this is Christmas. And have a happy new year. I want you to join me in drinking a beer. Then I'll go to a movie. <laughs> and I'll get real bored. So I'll go on to back page and buy me a whore. <laughs> then the whore came over, took off all her clothes. Then she did my ball. Then I banged her on my floor. So this is Christmas, and have a happy new year. I want you to join me in spreading my cheer. Merry Christmas from Below the Bell Show. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, that's just, yeah, pure comedy. Pure comedy. Pure Cokie. Pure Cokie. Yes. 
I actually never, I always heard about his classic Christmas songs, but I never got, I haven't, I did never did a Christmas episode. <clears throat> so it's actually done, my first time getting to hear one of Koki's You've done a Christmas, Christmas episode uh, in December. You just maybe haven't yeah. done the, the yeah. final Secrets, Christmas yes. show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the final yeah. show is always the original BTB um, people. Like me, Al, Sabrina, um, Flex and back Co- in the day. And Koki. Koki. Yeah. Yeah. You guys started... Koki. What year did you guys start? Because I know you guys started off as like the wrestling the wrestling podcast. show. 1955. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been going at it a long, long time. Took on, yeah. Took on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> we had a, a couple of years of break, and then we we resumed at WNBC in 2006. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and then since 2006. Um, with no break in between WMBC and BTB Virtual. So, yeah. It's a long time. It has been a long time, absolutely. So, um, I think we have mostly everybody here, right? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so, I think this is a good time to take a, uh, a break, and we're going to say goodbye to Allie Dash. Allie, um, we thank you so much. Um Thank you so much for asking me to come on. Um, I didn't know him as well as you guys did. Um, I wish I could have gotten to know him more, and I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Allie. Thanks, Allie. It means welcome. a lot that that you uh, you know, could join us to talk about your you know, your encounters with Koki and how memorable he is. I uh, appreciate it. And Allie, we'll have you back for another episode when we get back to our regular format this summer. So thanks, good. Allie, for joining us. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye. All right. Oh, man. So many memories, guys, with everybody here on BTB. So, anyways, so here's another memorable sound bite uh, from Koki. And the thing about Koki is that even when testing the audio of Below the Belt Show, he always brought his brand of humor. So, this is not an actual excerpt from Below the Belt Show. This is. Koki testing the soundboards with us, and we did kind of like a mock interview. It's super funny and super hysterical, and he doesn't leave character. This was something that was never featured on Below the Belcher, so a lot of you... An exclusive, a BTB exclusive of BTB. BTB exclusive, <laughs> BTB testing with Koki. Right. First time you ever heard it here on Below the Belt Show. And we'll be back. <clears throat> All right, we have on the line a special treat tonight. Koki Lickstraw. Coke straw. Koki Coke straw. How are you doing this evening? It's Coke straw. Yes, that's correct. You know, I was just uh, home uh, watching uh, Entertainment Tonight with the sexy hot Nancy O'Dell. Yes, and what do you think of Nancy? Man, I, I tell you, that's a half an hour of masturbation fest. <laughs> so how her ladder she's got a matter. great face she's got a beautiful face now do you, know? you do you um just picture her naked or you just jerk off to her I while just, she's speaking or what picture i just picture her just you know chowing on my balls okay. and uh on the balls yeah and, and i just picture <laughs> me making out with her and uh going between her legs and uh okay. you know giving her uh, uh an eat out festival eat out festival now um now, you told me previously that you took these classes 
the the cannolingus well, I, I have, I have, I have I, once again I I have a PhD, ladies. Okay. Lick a lot of puss. Lick a lot of puss. Okay. But the problem of, of that is that they're talking about taking my uh, degree back from me because <laughs> I haven't I haven't eaten pussy in a long time. It's been very slow. Well, so you've almost forgotten what pussy tastes like. I I I can't. I I've actually for, almost forgotten how to uh, eat it. Properly. That's to eat problem. properly. Got yeah. it. Okay. I, I forgot the taste or the smell, but I've almost forgotten on what to do to it. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> I think when, you've ma- when you've mastered something, you, you have to, you know, you have to, you know, do what you're good at and practice what you preach. Oh, uh, right. In my case, practice what you eat. So. <laughs> that was, uh, yes. So that, just a reminder, audience, that that was an excerpt of testing the soundboard. So this that wasn't even in a Below the Belt show episode. It was just Koki bringing his brand of humor. We were testing the phone interface, and I think he called in, and we tested it. So that's just Koki being funny off air. Uh, so it just kind of shows a testament yeah. as to what kind of person Koki is. And we have actually have a new person on the panel to introduce the one and only, she is affectionately known as Your Grace, also known as Miss um, LST, and every Daenerys moniker, the Mother of <laughs> Dragons, the Breaker of Trains, Queen of the Unbat, the Queen of the Andos, the one and the only, Morgan Fabulous. Tis I. So good to be here, guys. Yeah, this is a sad hey. show, Morgan. This is... I a know. different type of show, but we wanted to bring you on, and maybe you could talk to us yeah. about some of you know, maybe the funnier memories. That's the things that come to mind when, uh, upon meeting Koki. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I'm not in my usual attire. I've got my blue light glass. I feel very uh, somber for this, but um, just like hearing that, I remember, I remember that, and I remember being like, this guy is like hilarious, but you could tell he was you know, real and authentic, but like every, he just made people laugh, you know, like he was just one of those guys. Um, you, you just don't, you don't forget people like that. You, you just remember like they were always funny and hilarious and always had a story. And, um, I, I think I just, I think I was in the, the audience or the studio for that. And I just, I think I don't know, Sabrina, if you were there, but I just remember being like this the whole time. Like, like what is he saying? Like, like hello. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Yes. That is, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Unabashed. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He was one of a kind. Um, his brand mm-hmm. of humor. I mean, that's a thing. Yes. I mean, he can never be replaced. I mean, that's a thing. No. He's no longer with us. Um, yeah. You know, but everybody's got um, something that they bring to the table when it comes to being on Below the Belt show, and but his his brand of humor was just incom- unmatched, unmatched, yeah. incomparable, uh, raunchy, yeah. uh, would make yeah. you blush. Um, yeah, you know. speech. <laughs> like you know. I, I'm always talking, and I think I was like speechless. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 
way that you know, even though he pushed the envelope, um, right? You know, maybe his brand of humor wasn't for everybody, but for the people that thought his brand of humor was great, uh, he definitely hit home runs every single time he got behind that microphone. Definitely. So, uh, Definitely. the dude is, yeah, he's just a uh, super duper uh, unique and. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, one thing that I, I, I'll, I'll fondly remember for Koki is uh, going to concerts, and he, he loved going to live music shows. Um, yeah. We've done U2, um, pulling a Morgan Fab, hanging in the suite. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Yeah, I remember you guys, you at least, well, you telling me about the shows that you guys would go to and yeah. um, seeing the pictures, you know, and that's, that's and definitely a memory Koki, you'll. Always that was had. the first time Coke's ever hung in the suite for uh, a show, and I could tell he was just kind of like blown away. Um, <laughs> we've also done um, Weezer and Pixies, which is pretty memorable because that was in 2019. Mm. I, um, that might have been the last show that I attended with Koki. We've also been to the Chili Cook-Off in D.C. Uh, we've seen Smashing Pumpkins. Um, I'm going to say tw- at least twice. I remember seeing uh, the Pumpkins with them multiple times. Um he used to show up yeah. at Auto Bar occasionally, and of course Auto Bar. So oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Auto Bar, we would watch, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Lanza's band, The Unknown, did a gig there. Um, and Flex, what was the show that we was it the uh, Morrissey he, uh, tribute band that we yeah, saw? Yeah, he, he he'd show up to the uh, the Smith Morrissey tribute, yeah, with, with yeah. Uh, Quinn Quinn, who's been on the show before. Yeah. And I think, do we have somebody hiding in the uh, chat that hasn't been brought on yet? But we can go ahead and bring her on if she wants to come on. Is it Amber Art? Is Amber Art with us? Amber. It is. Hey, Amber. Are you are you sticking on audio? Yeah, I... <laughs> well, you sound great. I'm glad we could get you connected. Yeah, can you see me at all, too, or no? No, can you um, hit the video icon on the bottom? Okay, here we go. Can Join you see me now? I can... Amber. There, there she is. Hey. Amber Art. So we're going to bring on Amber. Amber, you um, are a close friend of Jason's. We call him Koki here on Below the Belt Show. Um, tell us how you met um, Koki. Uh, maybe you can oh. tell us a little, uh, some of your fond memories that you had of him. Oh, well, I don't actually remember <laughs> the actual day that I met him. Uh, the way I met him, I know I don't, and but that's sad because I I don't know I saw, I've hung out with him a bunch of times and then it's all blurred together a little bit. But um, wow. when I the way I met, I can tell you how I met Koki. Um, uh, when I was 14, I was on America's Most Wanted uh, principal role, wow. doing some acting with Johnny Alonzo, and um, Johnny was like 19, I was 14, and uh, my dad was on the set because I was a minor, and so uh, uh, Johnny gave my dad his number. <laughs> and then, like, it wasn't until I was like in college or like eighteen. Good, it was, was after like, you're of a, a, a reasonable age. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> no, so like, yeah, like so. I um, how do I explain this? Um, I was acting and I had a manager, but I had a different manager. I was with like camera ready kids cause I was on, you know, like a minor. And then I wanted to kind of do more than they were doing for me. I wanted more. So 
I was like, dad, do you have that guy's number still, Johnny? And he's like, yeah. And, and then he gave it to me. I was, I was about 18 or so. And then I reached out to Johnny and then Johnny and I have been friends ever since. And Johnny introduced me to Jason and Johnny and Jason were always kind of together. So whenever I went to hang out with Johnny there, Jason would be. And, um, and he's been a really good friend ever since. And I'm going to miss him. I'm missing him now so much. Yeah. Yep. Any particular funny moments? Cause I don't always, know about fun- that, that kind of, that kind of resonated. The whole theme of Kofi was the, how funny he was yeah. and, and how he pushed yeah. the envelope. He, and- yeah. Well, the thing is, I am somebody that like blushed at everything or <laughs> I don't know, like it, it's embarrassed about everything. And I'm also really gullible. So, right. um, a lot of his jokes, like I'll just sit there and, you know, <laughs> blink my eye. but, um, I do remember. Oh yeah. No. Um, I mean, I love his little nickname. So his, uh, Dr. Lickalotopus. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. That's yeah. Hysterical. Like thing that is like, has anybody like, in the room, um, been able to vouch for doctor technique? Anybody in the room? Yeah, one time back in the nineties. Um no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Chachi. I heard he was good with the taint too, Chachi. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I mean oh, we're gosh. gonna have to have somebody that uh can who who's unparalleled with with Cunnilingus in the room that can match that of Dr. Lick. I don't know. It's got to be general. It's got to be the general. So yeah, let's go ahead and introduce general. guys. Also joining us here for uh, the Koki Memorial Show is, general. that's right, he is Mr. Gen Pop. He is the fan favorite. He is Mike the General Zod. Hey, guys. Hope, uh, hope you can hear me well. I am... Uh... Kind of in the middle of nowhere here in nowhere, New Jersey. So <laughs> Mike is on vacation. Mike the General Zod is on vacation, and there you I'm go. so happy that he took a few moments out of his vacay schedule. Yeah. To uh, share a few words, um, maybe some memories, um, funny stories and moments uh, about the one and only Koki. Is it? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I can hear you fine. It's a little okay. low, but it's not bad. Okay. Okay. Let me. Uh, I mean, how how is this working? Are we like? Uh, is this is this like a um, like a round? Like I'm I'm assuming because we all uh, we all had our spit it out. Yeah, yeah, general. Just if you have a funny your stories. Yeah. If you have a funny if you have a funny story, talks. share it. Yeah. We've okay, all spoken. Okay. So so the one funny story, and I don't I I can't profess that I knew uh, Koki Jason as well as anyone else on here, but the one thing I'll remember is the first time I did the show with him, and he went through this uh this like crazy succession of like doing all these uh doing all these voices and everything, and <laughs> All I could think at the time, like he, he went to, you know, doing Dr. Lickalotopus and, you know, he did this like kind of fake gay thing for a while. And, um, <laughs> fake. And, what do you mean fake? 
<laughs> and all I could remember was, all I could think was, wow, if anyone else would have done this, this would have just been a huge fucking face palm. But he pulled it off. Like he could, he could actually do that. Where like I, I couldn't even, um, you know, yeah, kind of like Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. He's yeah, like exactly, Chappelle. exactly. Yeah. Like, or he, like... Could, he could, he could get away with things because he had that kind of charisma where he could do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Bill Burr, if you will. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's and... like off. The- like you never knew if he really planned anything or if it just mm-hmm. seemed to roll off his tongue like oh <laughs> but but he rehearsed it many many times roll off his tongue oh yeah he well he does yeah, have he does. in rolling the tongue so i see what you did there amber <laughs> oh. oh man but i, I thought he had to practice that many times since he went yeah. to college for it. Right. <laughs> he was a doctor after yeah. all. The PhD. So um I thought this would be a good time okay. to play the audio of which will sadly be Koki's final Christmas cut. Yeah. Well, this is, this is yeah. uh this is in yeah. December of twenty nineteen. Um we didn't have a Christmas cut in December twenty twenty because you know, uh, I think Koki was going through a rough time. Um, that being said, there is no Christmas in 2020 uh, Koki style, so to speak. But, however, we do have his final Christmas cut. So, kind of like the Alpha and Omega. All right, so this okay. is Koki's um, final Christmas cut. Um, well, Christmas song, his rendition of um, U2's Baby, Please Come Home. Um, and only Koki could write a song, Baby, Please Come On Me. Um, so <laughs> here it is. This is Koki's final Christmas cut, December 2019. This will turn that historic news into a historic Christmas moment as BTB's own Koki will be serenading us in the holiday spirit that he knows best. Um, <laughs> and that is through Christmas cheer. And the song? Once again, it's U2. Christmas cheer. U2's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, re-entitled Baby, Please Come On Me. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Christmas <laughs> cheer, Christmas. <laughs> right? And here, here we go for this song. It's Christmas, baby. Please come on me. Yeah. <laughs> the coke is coming down. I'm watching it fall to the ground. Lots of hoes around. Baby, please come home. On me. The coke dealer is in town. He's painting the town. What a happy sound. Baby, please come with me while I bang you under the tree. I'm gonna come in your halls while you're playing with my balls. But it's not like Christmas at all. If you don't lick my balls, Crystal 
country. I'm going to take some after I pee. You should be here with me. Baby, please come when you get home. Baby, please come on me. While we fall down the tree, I'm gonna come in your halls while you're playing with my balls. But it's not like Christmas at all if you don't lick my balls. If there was a way you could actually pay for the drugs on christmas day baby please come home maybe please come home when you get on me baby please come home Maybe please come to me. Oh, baby, 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 please give me some. Wow. <laughs> you know, in my Someone life, I never, like, if you would tell me at some point in my life I would get choked up listening to like, sing a song about baby, please come on me, I would never believe you. But, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the fact that that's going to be the last time I ever hear him sing a new song just really upsets me. You know, yep. like I'm, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna miss him. Yes. We're definitely gonna miss Koki. It's yeah, uh, it sucks. It really, really sucks. So. sucks. I mean, that, I mean, <laughs> the way you do a song, like he would do it for so long every verse that it would get even funnier <laughs> as the song goes on because you think it'll be over and then all of a sudden he'd do another verse. And mm-hmm. like I just remember just cracking you up until you know my eyes watered, you know, oh. during the shows, and you know now my eyes are watering for a different reason. So oh. it just you know, kind of it kind of sucks, you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. That that's heartwarming, Chachi. Those are really nice words, man. And you, yeah, you certainly um, <clears throat> that certainly reson- resonates with me as well. Um, <laughs> I mean that Christmas, uh, the Christmas show every year is something that we look forward to. Um, everybody was talking about the snacks and the uh, eggnog, spike eggnog. The gift exchange was always fun, um, and Koki always brought some great gifts. You know. Um, yeah, I remember him always bringing like those Target gift cards. Yes, Target yeah. gift cards or yeah. red wine. Um, if you could see my backdrop, I don't know if you yeah. can see the backdrop. Yeah. There. Can you see what Koki is has in his hand? Can you read it? Does that I say love I love vagina? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that cup, I knew then and there that was the perfect um, Christmas gift. Or I got—I forget what, what occasion it was, but I thought that was just the ideal gift to buy um, <laughs> to buy Jason Koki <laughs> because uh, he was now, my there, picture, but... my background. Where was that at? Like that club. was, I believe, that was at N- Miss Nightclub. I remember oh, that night okay. actually. So oh my God, we went, Miss. we went out and hung out with porn star Sasha Gray. Oh yes. And Sasha was featured in Entourage on HBO. So uh, I don't know if you remember her her role in that, but uh, 
Yeah, Koki was a fan of Entourage, like like I was. He always looked up to Ari Gold because he was like, you know, like the the angry Jew that kind of you know caused <laughs> a lot of practice, you know. So, um, right. uh, we both talked about Entourage because we both loved the show, and uh, he was all about meeting Sasha Gray. And Tachi were there that night, and we I think yeah. we all got to hang out with Sasha Gray VIP style. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should definitely do um, something around uh the holidays and like you know make sure we remember him and play this song again yeah sure. absolutely yeah well we announced earlier that um mm-hmm. the final the final christmas show every year could we do it all through december but the final one is always going to be the koki uh, memorial christmas show yeah. year. and we'll play awesome. we'll play one of his old um his old crazy songs you know as the final yeah he's got about 20 show. songs you know. I yeah. love it. You guys should <laughs> do something with that. Yeah. And I think Spotify, Supreme, something. Better. I was going to say we should put together an album. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. he does have a lot of Christmas songs. That should definitely be a thing. I mean, I, I'm not saying we should distribute it amongst churches on Christmas, <laughs> but <laughs> we should definitely put together an album. I think it would yeah. be a top seller, personally. Yeah. Amber, Amber, you're trying to say something? Amber, you're actually also muted. Yes. And you're yeah. muted, Amber. There, you there was noise here that I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> air. All right. That kind of noise. <laughs> Amber, what do you think of Chris, uh, the Christmas uh, song by Koki? Have you ever experienced a Koki Christmas song? I, I have. I have. And um, I, I feel really... Uh, I get really uh, nervous when he sings. <laughs> like I don't know, my face like like smiles really hard, and then like he oh. he says something like absolutely crazy, and then the next thing he says is even crazier. And, like, <laughs> I feel like I want to crawl under a table, but then I'm so proud of him for being so bold at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now. had a lot of moments like that with Koki. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, isn't isn't Amber in the picture behind you? What? We we see Amber, yeah. Yeah, no, isn't is she in the picture behind you for your wallpaper? No, that's uh, Maggie. Oh Cook. yeah, that is. No, no. that's Amber. Right there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Amber, you were in studio with us when we had. Uh, I don't know if that was one of the Christmas shows or just. Oh, okay, I just okay. was a no. I think that was a normal show. It's a normal show. Had. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how many? I've been on like how many? Four maybe or five? Or yeah. I don't know shows have been on but the shows you've been on have always uh koki's always been in attendance oh yeah always always it's it's always yeah um yeah Yeah. does anyone else anyone else have any uh memories that pop pop Uh, to the head you know i i know i i mentioned a lot of stories earlier but one one last one that i'll mention is um and some of you were part of this it was it was for my wedding and koki was near the door as my wife and I, Mrs. Flex, were, well, we had already become Mr. and Mrs. Flex, and we were about to enter the, uh, the barn where we had the, the big reception, and Koki was at the doorway, and BP, you know that I, I like to orchestrate and rehearse everything a million times over, yes. and, and Koki is sitting there, like, trying to call me over, and I'm like, dude, Leave me alone. I've got everything timed just right. I've got intro songs. I've got points in the song where I've got to enter. Leave me alone. But Koki wanted to celebrate so badly. 
and he wanted to take pictures with us and he kept coming over and he couldn't hear us telling him to stop. So, so he botched our intro <laughs> because he wanted to celebrate with us so badly. Um, and uh, we have that on video. So it's always wow. great to, uh, to relive that and, and see that last, you know, that, that, that moment with Koki and I'm definitely going to cherish that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I actually told a story out off the air. It's one of my memories of us being in studio together. And, um, we were interviewing this like playboy model and she had absolutely nothing to say, which is a trend with playboy models. Um, (laughs) and I asked her a question. I can't remember what it is. So I'm just going to make up a question just so you can hear the ridiculousness of nature of the nature. Like someone was like, what's your favorite color? And she was like, Apple <laughs> or something like that. And um, oh Koki just looked over at me and all of our answers for all the questions were like incredibly short. And Koki just looked over at me and he was like, wow, she's got a lot to say, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't even, yeah, obviously she has nothing, nothing really important right. to me. We kind of bonded about that. And me and Flex also bonded with that um, in studio with all the playmates that we interviewed. We, we would just roll our eyes at each other and it was always uh, expected. And <laughs> some of the models were some of the favorites though, Flex. You actually them, enjoyed some, some of them, right, Flex? Some of them were fun. Some of yeah, them I did enjoy some of them. Were good yeah. on the, uh, they were good on air, but some of them were like, I don't know. I just like cherries. I like, <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> I think the well, best though were tigers. Didn't answer to any of the questions. We just yeah. Tiger, tigers whores were the best though. Tigers whores. Tiger Woods whores. We had a few of them on on Below the oh, Belt God. show. The yeah, thing was, Koki I, was brilliant I, with all those porn stars. He just of course he knew the right questions to ask. You know, of course they're not for the faint of heart. You know, um, <laughs> definitely no uh, no kid should listen to when Koki interviews a porn star <laughs> because it definitely gets no, very graphic. Be listening to an interview with a porn star, period. No, yeah. no. Yeah, but especially so. not if Koki would I like. Think, I think I think a, I think it's more like I think he's more impro- inappropriate than the porn star was. Yeah, I believe you it. Know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so. Okay. You guys remember the Lizzie Borden episode? Oh my God, you're going way back. Way back to when the studio was like in Towson, somewhat. Timonium. You were going BTB 1.0. This is before yeah, yeah. you joined. Yeah. yeah. I was never on the show. Um, it was because Koki introduced me to you, Al. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then um, you called me Amber Art. So yes, and you're Art. still Amber today. <laughs> and then uh, we had Lizzie Borden on the show, and the big talk was about how she had like some kind of feces fetish. Oh, what? God. Yeah, you, you don't remember that? Uh, it's, no. If it's Lizzie Borden, then yeah, it, she's she's it's probably pretty... locked. I you have no idea. I was like shocked to hell. I didn't know what to say. I'm like sitting there, <laughs> like. Oh, I bet he had a field day with that one. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because, like, I was totally, you know, I, <laughs> I, I felt like I didn't know where I was at that point. <laughs> right. God. Yeah. 
But um, before we wrap up tonight's show, I just wanted to uh, talk about the nice um, informal memor- uh, memorial we had um, at um, a local burger joint in Baltimore, an upscale burger joint, I might add, which is very accommodating. And it was just nice to see uh, how Koki had a lot of friends from different walks of life, from his high school days through his youth um and friends that we had a lot of mutual friends but the thing is koki had a lot of friends that i i didn't know you know and it was kind of nice to introduce uh, myself to some of the friends that he still had today and uh everyone um you know just said how much of an impact that he made in their lives and uh and he certainly made an impact um here on below the belt show we will certainly never forget koki and uh I remember actually when we did a Christmas show, I gave him a R2D2 timer, uh, like a kitchen timer shaped like R2D2. And um, Dr. Logue, his very close friend, um, when he was cleaning out his apartment, uh, put in a a bag all his Star Wars toys and thought it would have been nice to give those toys to to the friends at the informal memorial gathering as a a remembrance. And... uh, and in the box was the uh, R2D2 kitchen timer. Koki <laughs> um, liked to keep the Star Wars memorabilia in their packages as collector's items. That's oh, wow. why. I thought he was going to get some use of the kitchen timer because he said he did love to cook. He said it was quite the cook. But, you know, I was thinking, you know what? I actually picked that out for him, you know. Um, but I ended up picking uh, one of the Stormtrooper uh, action figures in that bag because i thought well you know what that that should that kitchen timer should should go to somebody else i shouldn't be bring giving mm-hmm. that gift back to right. me that's right, the gift right. that i chose for send us, it so. back out into the universe yes, it, it, that, totally. thank you i was looking for an appropriate answer Morgan. i totally get that i totally get that yeah 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 so that, that's what we did and uh you know that's the thing um koki loves star wars you know um and i know morgan and chachi and I think the I think the three of us are the Star Wars fans as a girl. I think Sabrina, you're kind of like, you know. Yeah, not, I haven't gotten there yet. Too. Yeah, Koki, Koki loved the Star Wars yeah, fandom. Yeah, loves the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right now, yeah. you know, in the news now, there's this uh, this uh, ship called Slave One, which has some controversy because mm. it was Boba Fett's ship, and Lego right. apparently wants to. Uh, remove the any mentioning of the name slave one which has nothing to do with slavery or or, or for that matter so, um, did, did did they have this lego set out previously yes they have okay prior. so so they profited off it for a long time but but when disney acquired lucasfilm disney made the decision to thought that the name was controversial and um, I know that Koki would would certainly agree with yeah, the, some of the Star Wars the, fans that it's ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, um, this is this is a conversation for another show. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to help drop some Hollywood yeah. news. <laughs> you well, know how Koki, I feel about stuff like this. Like, yeah. Why, yeah. why? It should be a topic for another show. But I know Koki really loves Star Wars. and He loved talking about Star Wars. Yes. So. No, uh, no, be, you know, I, but. Uh, Nonetheless, I thought that was um, way to us to uh, yeah, talk about yeah. Kobe. And, uh, yeah. you know. So, um, so uh, we're going to end tonight's show with um, Koki's stand-up comedy routine, followed by his interview with Eliza Schlesinger. Um, we're going to listen to 
his um, roughly three-minute um, stand-up comedy routine on Below the Belt Show to close tonight's show. Um, so, um, although we will say um, goodbye now, if anyone can kind of listen yeah. in, and then we'll uh, we'll end tonight's show. But it was uh, again, well, thank before, you so much. Before we say goodbye, this is have like yes. a, a ten-second moment of silence for Koki. Okay. All right. All right. Starting now. Okay. It's, it's still so, hard to believe, you know? I know. It is. Very hard oh, to believe. I wish I could hug you right now, Chach. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed you um, for the memorial um, Sunday. I came to the um, part two on Sunday. You came a little later, but the, the fact that you were there definitely meant well, a lot. I made just in time for yeah. the drag queen show, which I didn't know about ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I like, wish I had seen that drag queen show. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Sabrina, you should be all about that. Yeah. yeah I would be yeah, all I'm about sorry it. sorry I missed that. that they were definitely been talented, but it's not something I would normally go out to. I mean, they were, right. like, doing flips and into a split and stuff. And, like, I was just picturing, yeah. like, Koki laughing that... I'm there at his memorial, and there's right. dancing around. I could <laughs> that was funny, and he would have a lot of funny comments about the situation. If Koki like, saw that show, he would just—I would just be cracking. He would have loved it. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is what we're gonna end tonight, guys. This is uh, Koki's um, stand-up comedy. Um, who he, he was invited by a comedian extraordinaire, Eliza Schlesinger, who's a superstar comedian and actress now in Hollywood. Um, he did a, a roughly three minute set, um, which he probably could have gone longer, but um, um, it, the, the, Koki had the balls to 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 uh, open up for Eliza after being invited, and you know, he, I could tell the nerves got to him, but it, nonetheless, he had some great moments during the segment. Maybe not some great moments, but nonetheless, overall. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, and um, I'm and I, glad. I heard she was Coke pissed. Did <laughs> was like, didn't, didn't he bury the headline act? Yeah, that's one yeah. of the cardinal, I guess, comedy rules. If you open up for someone, you're not really supposed to make fun of the headliner. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Koki did. <laughs> Koki broke that rule. She but he was the opportunity. Me. He gave her the big opportunity, was... which most people don't get, and then and then he makes fun of her, like. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that that was that was the balls he had. Oh yeah, right. oh yeah. He was a rebel, all right, guys. So, Good. on I behalf of, I haven't heard this stand up in like probably like ten years. I'm looking forward to hearing it again. Okay. So uh, we'll say okay. goodbye on behalf of Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, Chachi McFly, King of the Eighties. Yeah, rest in peace, Koki. Man, we're we're gonna miss you. The resident peace. rock star flex, the politically incorrect. Koki, oh man. Sabrina Taylor Smith, aka Sweet Chocolata. <laughs> the Mother of Dragons, A Break of Chains, Miss LST Morgan, fabulous. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Koki. Yeah. We will yeah. miss you. Yep. Oh, miss you so much, Koki. And of course, last but not least, the wonderful and talented, multi talented Amber Art, who is a good friend of the show. And Koki for so many years. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Big hugs, Koki. Big hugs. Okay. And if everyone will stick around, here is the Koki stand-up comedy 
um, here on BTV. And we'll see you guys. BTV will be back July 7th. So we'll talk to you then. Until then, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Alabama. I will be calling you after the show to get my drums from you. Thank you very much. Just make sure you give me the right number. I am Koki from BelowTheBeltShow.com. I just wanted to inform everybody that uh, a little bit about myself. I'm a graduate from the Baltimore School for the Arts. I went to school with uh, Jada Pinkett. Tupac Shakur. Big nose Jew named Josh Charles, who's on the Good Wife currently. Okay? Josh Charles is up for an Emmy. That would make me the least successful person in my class. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac's Dale, that would make me the second least successful person in my class. Alright? So after school three arts, I was in the process of uh, and I did. I actually got my bachelor's degree. It took me 12 years to get that degree. I'm actually in the process of getting a PhD in eating pussy. I'm really good at it. It's called Look a Lot of Puss. Oh, God, I love pussy. It's so good. I'm writing my dissertation on T-Bowing. You guys all know who Tim Tebow is, of course, from the Denver Broncos. Ooh! <laughs> On his knee. Jesus, give me the strength to win, oh God, oh Lord. A lot of good shit that did, right? Yeah. So, uh, my uh, definition of T-bowing is when a woman is actually laying in a, a T-position naked in her bed. With her legs spread, you know, slightly apart. If she's real fat, of course, it's going to be much wider because you can see her clitoris. You know, the guy is still kneeling in that position going, Oh, Lord, God, I hope that pussy tastes and smells good. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So I've been dubbed the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. Charlie Sheen and I actually both like couriers and drugs. And, uh, of course, he uh, had those uh, two goddesses and uh, spent $35,000 on a uh, prostitute. I myself dated two prostitutes, moved them in my house, called them my girlfriend, from off my house, and it cost me $100,000. <laughs> yes, that was great. I love it. I just want to thank Eliza Tussinger for uh, actually having me here tonight. I appreciate her letting me uh, appear on stage. In addition to that, just pay special attention to her kosher rack because she is Jewish. And I've actually named her breasts. I want. I want. I want. Um, and she'll be here shortly. And I thank you very much. Check me out on BlowBeltShow.com or on Twitter under Coking Light. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> Well, and now here is Koki's interview uh, along myself and the rest of the Below the Belt Show crew with Eliza Schlesinger. This is how it all happened. Uh, we'll end tonight's show on Below the Belt Show. So we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace.
Peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Koki. We're going to be checking her out this weekend at Baltimore's Comedy Factory. Comedian extraordinaire, host of Excused. And she's certainly one hottie. And my future wife. Oh, your future wife? Uh oh. Eliza Schlesinger's on the line. Yeah. Hey there. <laughs> future widower, I love it. <laughs> that was, uh, you're talking with Koki, our, uh, in studio aspiring comedian. Of course, I'm Al Soto. We have the rock star Flex. And we have another rock star, Rick Peters, here talking to you, Liza. How you doing? Hi. Hey oh, there. Thank you, Rick. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought you said Dick Peters, and I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, Eliza, we're certainly excited to see you uh, come to Baltimore. It's your first time uh, heading our way. I've, yeah, I've uh, been there. I was When I was on tour, I was there for one night, which doesn't count. Um, I believe, are you the city that has a life, like a to-scale wrought iron statue of Henry Winkler? Henry Winkler? I think you might be right about that. You might be right about that. Well, actually, the city has a lot of AIDS, crack, and um, and a lot of syphilis. <laughs> That's the city that we live in. Well, it used to be called the, the prestigious title of being, oh, the one about the wire. That's what everyone says. There you go. Going to Baltimore, so. <laughs> well, we used to be called the city that reads, but we've kind of... We know, stopped reading. Yeah, it's <laughs> called the city that breeds now. There you go. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Called the city that breathes instead of the city that reads. Oh, they the used city to be the breathe? yeah. Oh, I'm not kind of a given. Yeah, there's there's also a lot of sexually transmitted diseases here too. Oh right, these are all the good things about Baltimore. <laughs> they're really they're really making her excited to come to Baltimore. Let me tell you, we can't no. wait here now. No, Liza, Baltimore's best been. known as being called Charm City, and of course, it's filled of charming people. Yeah, it's, uh, do you guys have Charm City cake there? You got it! And dangerously yeah, delicious pies. Maybe we can get Duff to come to one of the shows. I buy his fondant for cake, so I feel like he owes me. All right. Yeah, well, um, of course, um, you're out in Los Angeles, uh, Eliza. There's a Charm City Cakes West that just opened up recently. Yes, there is. Um, I'm trying to make my own cakes, uh, but I do, you know, he's like... I don't know. I think he's like one of the original like rock star bakers, and everything else is just imitating <laughs> after that. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We've come to the point when ro- like, like rock stars can be like bakers and chefs, you know, and, and these guys yeah, are like you know banging supermodels. I guess you can be a rock star porn star, but that would just mean that you sleep with more than the average amount of porn star, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's called Tommy Lee, I guess. What? That's called Tommy Lee. Oh yeah, gross. <laughs> Great. Liza checked out some of the videos on Eliza.com. Wow, you're the only Eliza out there that uh, was able to get I that domain? Able to get it. Uh, I don't know what videos are up there, but I just started doing. I have a blog called That's My Nightmare, where I pretty much just talk about things I hate. And I have a YouTube channel. If you guys want to. I'm pretty proud of these videos. Last week I was sick, so I made three videos uh, about three things that bother me. And they've gotten a lot of hits. And. Uh, I just wore a tank top, so everybody wins. So what, 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 what exactly do you hate? Could you, do you explain it to us? Oh, I don't like the sun. I don't like girls that call themselves divas. I don't like how everybody uses the term crack whore. Like, it's, it's become, like, this innocuous thing that everyone says. I don't like hot tomatoes. I don't like gladiator sandals. They're just, like, random things. It's not, like, real things. Because no one really wants to hear someone complain about real things. No, but, you know, crack whores aren't real things. I dated two of them. 
You might want to actually, well, you and I will have to discuss that at your show. You know, that, that happens easier. Uh, it's not crack whores and I don't care if you smoke crack. I just feel like every girl you meet is always like, oh my God, Linda, no, she's a crack whore. Like, she's so annoying. And it's like, just because someone irks you doesn't mean that they prostitute themselves for crack cocaine. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> My ex-girlfriends were, though. Twitter, they, I'll link to you. All right. You're also not a fan of Girls' Nights Out. Say it again? You're not a fan of Girls' Nights Out. I love Girls' Nights Out. I have a whole... It's my whole act. <laughs> I watched your video on that. Girls' Night. Uh, yeah, I just... It, well, it's funny to me when girls... Cause, you know, it's like, let's have a Girls' Night. It's like, I don't want to get dressed up in my Sunday best so I can sit around and cackle with a bunch of women. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Girls like, let's get drunk and dance with each other. I'm like, no. You get drunk so you can mouth kiss hot guys, not look at each other. Like, that's weird. I would have stayed in for that. <laughs> Just, I don't get it. I don't understand the idea of, like, when I'm drunk, I want there to be cute guys. Like, that's... that's that makes sense. Will you be the drinking... Will you be drinking at your show? Like, who cares? Will you be drinking at your show this weekend? Again? Will you be drinking at your show this weekend? Oh, I never drink at the shows. I, I as many things as I don't take seriously. I think that you know you're at work and yep. the audience deserves 100. percent So I don't drink before. Might have a drink after if there's like a really fun bar. But I'm kind of a loser in that. Like I like to do my shows, go to Chipotle, <laughs> go back to my hotel room, watch TV, and take a bath. Like, that's how sexy Well, you're in love, Eliza, because Bottom of Comedy Factory is right in the middle of Power Plant Live, which is, like, pretty much the hot spot of Baltimore. Now, hold on, hold on, Al. Al, hold on. Okay. I, got, I got to say, because okay, go let ahead. me give her a heads She's up. She's not going to like the place Because you're the place you're about. talking about okay. is a lot of girls' nights out. <laughs> so, well, yeah. You know what? I'm okay with other people being on girls' night out. I just don't want okay. to go on a girls' night out. But when girls come to my shows, I love it, because... They seem to have the most fun. They get, like, rowdy in a cute way versus guys who just get angry. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I can take her to Chipotle and we can have some uh, drinks and uh, go back to her hotel. Oh, come on now, Koki. Uh, no, there's no Chipotle then drinks. If I have Chipotle, I get full and I immediately have to go to bed. <laughs> so there's no, like, I see a Chipotle when I'm alone. On a date, there's no Chipotle. Okay. Eliza, what, 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 what kind of guy do you like? Well, what's your type? Do you have a type? My type, you have to be at least 6'3", and you have to be able to bench, like, over 200 pounds. Um, if you don't meet those qualifications initially, then it's going to be tough. <laughs> Koki, are you a little disappointed to hear that? Well, I can put, I can put 205 up as of right now. But okay, but what do you... You know, but, yeah, but will you be okay with it coming down on you? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to come down on me. So I know that for a fact. So, yeah. um, now, does he have to be Jewish? But go ahead. Does, uh, does your potential boyfriend have to be Jewish? Because, Koki, you are a Jewish, right? Come I on. am. I am. That's right. I am Ju- I'm Jewish. Uh, I don't have, I mean, I don't, you don't have to be Jewish in order for me to date you. Uh, it's so funny when girls are like, I totally have a type. Your type is, my type is whoever will have me, um, but they tend to have to be exceptionally hot. I'm very shallow, and I really like to go for guys that are out of my league. Okay. Um, so that's what I like to go for. So that's long-term dating advice for, for people that are listening. Shoot for the stars. That way at least you'll end in the lap of a hot guy. Because um, I found, I don't do a ton of dating, but I found 
There's all these girls that are always like, oh my God, what do I do? How do I get her to like me? All you have to do is three things if you want to make a guy happy. Okay. Sleep with them when they want it, feed them, and don't nag. Other than that, like if you do those three things, it's amazing what guys will do with you. They'll go with you to buy lotions. They'll sit with you in the park. They'll walk your dog in the morning. Just do those three things, and they're good to go. Well, speaking of lotion, Eliza, you said uh, on one of your videos that uh, when you challenge your date to uh, give you a hand job, or rather for you to give him a hand job, that there would be no lotion involved. No lotion. Uh, 45 minutes long, and you don't break eye contact. <laughs> what about having him go down between your legs and giving you pleasure? What happened to that? I mean, God, let's get no. let's get down well, to the nitty gritty. The, the person in this joke was asking for a hand job for no reason. Ah, I got you. So okay. we weren't at the point in a relationship where you should be exchanging sexual favors. I see. So I'm certainly not going to be a bigger pig. I'd be like, what? You go down on me, then. <laughs> <laughs> You should. You should be selfish. You should. You should be selfish. You should put. It. Yeah, it's fun, but most girls you'll find aren't like, hey, why don't you just like, girls don't ask for it like guys do. Sorry, it's weird. <laughs> Must be the city I live in because they do in my neighborhood. Now, do guys uh, get intimidated by by someone so funny and so beautiful at the same time? Oh, I'm so beautiful. Watch out. Actually, if you want to see beauty, if you come to my show this weekend. You can meet my dog Blanche, who's maybe the most stunning woman ever. <laughs> okay. And what I like to do when people are like, "Are you seeing anyone?" I like to be like, "Well, I'm actually laying in bed next to a gorgeous redhead named Blanche. She has 13 nipples and licks her dog vagina, but um, she's amazing and filthy." And if you have a date with you, like if you're really sweet to her, the date will be like, "Oh my God, he loves animals. He's not a serial killer." And I guarantee you, she'll give you an HJ. <laughs> an HJ. At least an HJ. At least. At least an HJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We want to see you, Eliza, on the Comedy Central roast on the dais. I know you did some stuff on the red carpet with Joan Rivers and Larry the Cable Guy, but we want to see you on the dais. You know, i, I got to be honest. Um, it's not really my thing. Really? Um, all comics have their avenue that they take and their path to success or whatever I it's not my idea of a good time to get up there and rip people I've never even met a new asshole and then sit there quietly while they call me a whore <laughs> I can go on blogs and read that so you know prefer to focus my energies elsewhere oh okay well if you roasted Charlie Sheen he'd probably ask you on a date afterwards oh my god I for the longest time kind of understood him and then it got like a little too creepy like I kind of understood how crazy he was I even made my own shirt that said winning like I was the first one to do that <laughs> did you really? just kind of got pathetic so I don't even know what he does now I think he's still on tour but I don't know if anyone goes and sees him <laughs> the violent torpedo of truth that's for sure yeah now um, how about a, uh, now I, I re I'm reading here a VH1 pilot in the works mm-hmm I um the good people of VH1 like me, thank God. And I just, I thought that late night TV could use like a smart, funny woman. And I wanted to do a show. I wanted to just, you know, get a chance to bring my humor to a late night forum. Okay. So we're working on that pilot now. Uh, they've been great. And, you know, hopefully we'll have it done in a couple months and that gets picked up. And I can do excuse and that and rule the airwaves 
with my long hair and tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> Rule the airways, I love it. So kind of in the same vein as uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. Say again? On the same vein as uh, Chelsea Handler. Uh, again, I think every comic has their way. I think the only thing she and I have in common is that we're both blonde. But I True. think the sense of humor differ. Um, and it was funny, I pitched the idea of a late night talk show to this executive. And he goes, oh, I just don't know if there's room for a woman in late night TV. And I was like, let me get this straight. We have two late night talk show hosts named Jimmy with brown hair. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, guys. And there's no other room for any other woman. Give me a break. So that makes me want to do it. That's more. a really good point. They rule the daytime now. Uh, women rule daytime because I guess it's because women are home. Then I would actually happily do a daytime talk show, but I think I'd be afraid to go up against Ellen. She is a force to be reckoned with. That's true. That's a good point. And by the way, um, Chelsea BP is only a half Jew. She's a half breed. Okay. So. <clears throat> Just FYI. Okay. Right? Well, thank you. Oh, I'm glad you brought that thank up. Thank you for that enlightening information. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How about Koki opening up for you, Eliza, sometime? Do you see it happening? Uh, if you want to come down and do a guest three minutes, fine with me. Whoa! Did you hear that, Koki? I did. I, I definitely heard that. Yes. Every time he gets an opening on this show, he always bails us. So don't count on it. Oh, I, I, I'm not counting on it. Okay. It really doesn't matter to me. I won't even be there for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be stuffing your face with a Chipotle burrito. I'll give you three minutes. <laughs> That's hysterical. Let's talk about Excused. Uh, check out the video on Eliza.com. Uh, wow, we're not, you're not dealing with the most intelligent people, are you? No, that's the sad part. Those are the most intelligent ones we could find. <laughs> Sponten- spontaneity? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, um, no, I, uh, it's a mixed bag. And the funny thing is, sometimes we do get people who are smart. We'll get like a, a real rocket scientist or a lawyer or sure. a physicist that just wanted to come and be on a fun show and meet cute girls. Um, but yeah, I uh, when I signed up for the show, I didn't realize just, I guess, the uh, gene pool we'd be picking from. <laughs> and uh, it makes for good TV because it would kind of suck if everyone on there were as witty as I am because then it would be exhausting. <laughs> so everyone that's on is a pretty good sport. It's a fun show. It's one of those shows that, you know, you... you you're probably not going to go out of your way like, oh, my God, i got to race home. But it's one of those shows where when you find it, you're like, oh, I'm happy this is on. Yeah. Yeah. And That's... this building and audience we've been on, we shot 130 episodes in a row. Wow, and wow. And we haven't even aired all of them yet. So it's been on for a couple months, and the ratings keep getting better and better. I know uh, in Baltimore it does well. And um, Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so, uh, you know, it's a late-night fun show, and it's kind of in the vein of blind date. So it's yeah. not meant to be taken seriously, yeah. but it's pretty... It's, become its own little thing. It's fun. Fun time. A little bit of a limited too. I remember limited. Yeah. That was a fun show. Some of the similar vein. Now, you, do you ever get attracted to any of the guys that come on the show? People ask me this all the time. Uh, we had, I think, twice. We, there was two guys who I was like, oh, that guy's hot. But then, you know, it's, especially as a girl, like, first of all, not only would I never date anyone on the show, I don't think legally I could. <laughs> That's even true. Even if I were drunk and really desperate. Um, <laughs> we had... Guys on the show, and I was like, "Oh, those guys are those are cute guys." But then you know, you you watch them spit their name at these girls and go out and make out with girls. So by the end of the day, they're all used up, and you're like, "I don't want to." That's not attractive. But we definitely have some good-looking people on the show. We actually get a lot of really pretty girls too, and I feel bad when they get paired with like a total five or a six, and you're like, "Well, just make the best of it." I yeah. Know. Any uh, 
any plans to do that? I know uh, Whitney Cummings has uh, had some success with her sitcom, and um, we could certainly see you in something like that. Oh, I, I, I just heard sitcom. I didn't hear the phone cut out. Um, I think a sitcom, it's one of those things where, you know, it's all about where you focus your energies. Okay. If someone was like, here, have a sitcom, I'd be like, that's awesome. But I love being a stand-up comic, and I love getting to make my own comedy, and, you know, it's not something to not be entertained, but right now I'm focusing on the talk show, and I have a, a potential movie deal we're working on, and really? just a bunch of other side projects. So I think the goal for my career, I don't know about anyone else's, is just the privilege to get to do more and more comedy on bigger and better levels. That's like all you can ask for. So just the fact that people tune into shows to hear me and go on my Twitter and come to my comedy shows is a pretty satisfying feeling at the moment. Right on. And, of course, we'll be checking it out. Baltimore Comedy Factory, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, guys. Tickets available, BaltimoreComedy.com. And uh, all the information on your official website, Eliza, right? Yeah. And if you guys want to send me a Twitter, I can even give away some tickets. I don't know how I'll do it, but I can figure it out. Yeah, it's that'd be... At I-L-I-Z-A. Oh, that's it. At yeah, I-L-I-Z-A. we'd love to come by your show. Check it out, for sure. And we'll have Chipotle burritos waiting for you. How's that? Yeah, please let me know what show you're coming to. I'd uh, love to meet you guys. That would be right phenomenal. On. Of course, now, Eliza, if you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are. Uh, let us know you're listening to Below the Belt show. Throw out a plug. And at the end, maybe uh, throw out a reference to something Below the Belt. Okay. Ready? Yep. Hi, this is Eliza Schlesinger, host of Excuse, and you're listening to Below the Belt. Penis. <laughs> that was awesome. Like it. Okay, cool. Eliza, thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me on, you guys. All right, have a good night. Take care now. Bye-bye. Right, Bye-bye. Real so quickly, though, if I go down and in, I should introduce Eliza on stage. Okay. And, you know, introduce myself as Koki from the Below the Belt show. Are you going to do it right say, now? No. Why are you I'm standing there? I, when I, well, because I'm, I need to stretch my short legs. But okay. I would introduce myself as a guy that would love to date her, but I'm too short. And that's she said, would be, what, you know, six three. I'd have to be six, six three, three and yeah. to bench 200 pounds. Well, she turned hold me on. upside down, I'd be six hold on. three. But, you know. Hold on. And what if you... Went to Johnny Depp and got his risers or whatever they're called. I may just have to buy some lifts that are lifts, lifts. That, that gives me six three. I mean that. That give me six three. Give me six three. And when I put them on, I can go. You look Chuck, you know, and become the big Indian from the Super Friends movie or TV show. All right. Yeah. <laughs>